0: And I'm Rowan.
1: Welcome back to the Business Abundance Podcast. (laughs) Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about how to make a business that runs itself. Rowan, can you tell us why that's actually an important topic to talk about?
0: Yeah, it's pretty important because your business is a big part of your life and probably, uh, you know, fair bit to do with your financial security. So if you have a business that does not run itself and, and you're not there, then what happens? Not much. Or well, nothing good. Maybe something good, you know. You don't know. That's the problem. So a business that runs itself, it's an asset that's generating your income. Um, it's helping you rather than hindering you.
1: Yeah. There are so many times when there's been someone who they feel like they cannot leave their business because it's just going to turn to chaos, like Armageddon's going to happen if they are not there or they're just – it's going to fall through. That's so, so true. Yeah. It's terrifying for them and just, I guess – an easy
0: fix yeah it's not necessarily easy like if it was easy no one would have that problem Um, but you know there's lots of different causes why that might happen Um, but a few small things different mindset definitely Mm -hmm. over time bit of work can definitely help
1: we're going to unpack it
0: unpack Welcome to the Business Abundance
1: podcast, providing the tools and knowledge to help small business owners succeed. For additional resources, visit www.businessabundance.online.
0: So we all know McDonald's. If we um, maybe we like cheeseburgers, maybe we don't like cheeseburgers. But, but yeah, Z well, doesn't <laughs> like cheeseburgers. But um, I love cheeseburgers. I used to have a dog that really loved cheeseburgers. Oh. Uh, But anyway, McDonald's is a really good example of a business that runs itself. So some people think, oh, that's a huge business. That's a massive franchise, but they're all owned by someone. Uh, The big corporation is definitely not owned by a small person, but each, the one in Devonport, the one in uh, Wollongong, if there's one in Wollongong will be owned by a person. So why do we talk about McDonald's running itself? If you go to McDonald's here, it's going to be the same as McDonald's there. If you go to the McDonald's overseas, largely, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, You can expect the same service. You can expect a lot of the same products. The quality of the food, where the food comes from, pretty similar. Sources, similar. Training, similar. There's a whole instruction manual. So... Uh, McDonald's is a really good example of a business that runs itself. Do you ever see the business owner of McDonald's at a McDonald's? I don't think I've ever seen one.
1: I don't even know who it is.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) that's the thing. The people in your local town, who owns McDonald's? Does anyone know?
1: Ronald McDonald.
0: Ronald McDonald. It's not Ronald McDonald. (sighs) It's probably some guy called Philip Smith. So, yeah, (laughs) McDonald's is a great example of a business that runs itself.
1: How does that apply to a small business?
0: Oh, it's just a good example of what you should aspire to. So yeah. what's the difference between a business that runs itself and a business that doesn't run itself? Let's use a let's use an example of one that doesn't run itself. So think of a landscaper. You can go do it. You buy a, you buy a trailer, you get some tools, get a few jobs. Once you get a few jobs, you'll probably get a few referrals and then probably within two months you're going to have stacks of work because they're all pretty busy most of the year, right? What happens when the landscaper goes on holiday?
1: No income.
0: No income, spot on. Mm. That was a pretty pretty easy guess there. Yeah, look,
1: I'm smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's actually smart. So the landscape, when they go on holiday, it's not just no work's happening, but no one's talking to the clients. So is that a business that runs itself? No, because that person has to be there, has to answer the phone, has to do the quote, has to do the work, has to send the bill, has to do the bookkeeping. Um, that's just a, a single person doing that right but to have that's a job that's not a business so how do you turn that into mcdonald's you probably need 100 employees right no that's not necessarily the case it's going well what's my business model my business model is i get clients from posting ads here 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 okay cool can we turn that into a system or can we pay someone to do that for us good what's the next thing We need to take the phone calls. Okay, am I taking the phone calls? That's my job? Yep, no worries. That's part of what I do. No, I don't want to take the phone calls. Okay, well, I need someone who answers the phone. What's the process? Dunk, dunk, dunk. So on, so on through the whole business. So then you can go from just having one person that that does everything to having a, a bunch of people that can do the business. And then if you're not there as a business owner, you can say, well, fill in for me, do this part. Um, or do this part because someone's doing the quotes, someone's winning the work, someone's doing the work. Um, you can easily turn any business into something that, that works for you rather than you working in it.
1: Yeah, there's so many uh, tradespeople. And for us, we're about to go into the Christmas period. And, you know, all those tradespeople who own their own business and they're one of the four employees, like if they're not there and they run the business, they're missing out on income for a whole month. And they just want a break. Like, understandably, they just want a break. But in doing that, they're sacrificing such a big income. Mm. So um, it's a good segue into my first question for you is why does someone want a business that runs itself?
0: Oh, yeah, good question. So some people don't want a business that runs itself. So I'll just answer a different question first (laughs) and we'll come back to that. But a lot of people do want a job. They just want to work, you know, so that's fine. If that's what you're going for, you just want to work in your own job and you you run your job, no worries. But don't kid yourself and call it a business. You know, it's not a business if you were doing all the work. So why do people, why should people want to grow the business and, and make it so it works without them? Well, number one, it's financial security. So we've got families or we've got got bills to pay or what if that is. Uh, Something happens to you, touch wood, nothing ever happens to people, but things happen. You might get sick, someone in your family might get sick. You you might have an accident, who knows? If you are 100% your business, you're not gonna get any income, which is pretty risky. The second thing is that if you have a business that Runs itself, you can grow that business. You can make more money out of that business instead of making a hundred thousand dollars a year just doing it yourself. You can make four hundred thousand dollars a year with a few other people, which you know sounds great. And there's there's problems, and you've got to learn how to manage people, and you've got to learn business to do that. But that's that's what we're talking about today. So money is a big thing, um, but stress is another one. If you have a job and you always have to do everything, you're you're on the call for your clients all the time. So if no one answers the phone. Client doesn't talk to anyone, client doesn't talk to anyone, client gets angry, they take it out and whoever answers the phone next, which is probably going to be you, and that's no fun. Or you've, you know, before Christmas, we're, we're recording this just before Christmas here in Australia, and everyone's trying to make deadlines, so a lot of our clients are just flat out busy at the moment, they're like, hey, don't talk to us, because we're just busy, and it's like, that's fine, no worries, good luck, but... If you're doing everything yourself, it's pretty stressful. If you've got a larger business, you've got more people to help, it sort of spreads the load, spreads the stress. Um, you can sort of know that things can happen. And if they don't work, you can look at, well, how can we make it so it works in the future? And that's what making a business run for you is really about. Well, how can we fix this for the future?
1: What, so I know we touched on people who don't want their business. They actually enjoy running their business, they like being involved in. They just, they just like doing it. everything. Yeah. yeah, they enjoy doing all of those things. I mean, it almost there's like that micromanagement. They don't want to get or pull themselves away from the business, in the fear that it's just going to crumble. How do you navigate that?
0: Yeah. So. M- it's probably where that comes from. There's there's lots of different reasons. It might be people like being the centre of attention. You know, we, we know we all know a few people I love like that,
1: that right?
0: <laughs> uh, I think you were talking to me about a three year old or a four year old that loves being the center <laughs> She's of attention. and you know, she'll grow up and be that person. Um Maybe, maybe not. Um, <laughs> be quiet, wrong. So some people just like just like being involved in everything. They like the importance. They like the fact that everyone's going to them. Um, they like the fact that all the clients are ringing them. It's that social status, really, or the sense of importance. Um, you see it in workplaces from non-self-employed people, just employees and businesses. They are protecting their job. They, it's also that I want to be important, but it's also I'm doing all of this so no one can replace me. I'm not going to show anyone or train anyone because then I can't be fired and I'm super important and then you have to pay me more, which is a terrible place to be really. Don't do that. (laughs) So what was your question again?
1: What would you say to the people who want to be deeply involved and don't actually want to So, yeah, so if you're
0: one of those people that want to be involved in everything, maybe it's not the, the ego. It's more, like you said, people that, are afraid that if I don't do this, it's gonna go wrong, which is a which is a big factor, and that's probably the majority of people. Um, and, and to be fair, if they don't do it, probably does go wrong. That's their fault though. You know, if that's you, that's your fault. Which sounds pretty hard harsh, yeah. but it's true. You're the business owner, you control what happened in the business, you let it get to where it is. You are the one responsible for changing it. That's no one else's job. So how do you get there? I'm not saying it's your fault, you're never going to fix it, but it's probably worthwhile just understanding why that is. A lot of people go into business because they're good at what they do. So if you're a tiler, you're great at tiling and you think, geez, instead of getting 30 bucks an hour, I can get two grand a job and do one job every two days and then I'm making a fair bit of money. Yep. <laughs> Rather than a thousand bucks a week, you know, I'm getting a few thousand a week. That's great. That sounds great, doesn't it? Uh, but, being a good tiler doesn't mean you're good at business and vice versa, you know, I'm probably pretty good at business, but I wouldn't do tiling, you know, I'm gonna muck it up.
1: Crushed you with a stick.
0: Yeah, it's gonna take me two weeks and probably better off doing something else and paying someone and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna break anything. So people go into business because they're good at what they do, they get a few clients, it gets bigger, they get a few employees, uh, they don't know how to manage people because that's not part of an apprenticeship. They don't know how to manage finances because it's not part of an apprenticeship. And you don't learn that at school. You don't learn that from your parents. You don't. You just don't learn these things. So you've got people, you've got laws, you've got compliance, you've got all this stuff to learn. And people that have started a business have done really well because they will have an understanding of all those things. But the parts that get out of the control are because they lack the skills or the knowledge to, to change it and, and make it work how they want. Mm.
1: And that's when people have to or feel like they have to just Get so involved in the business, can't pull out of it because if they don't, it's just going to turn to chaos.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we can't, we can't let this person do it because they're not going to do a good, good job and then we're not going to have any work mm. and we need work because I need money. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty serious stuff. You can't yeah, just scary. leave it to them and hope for the best, can you?
1: <laughs> Got to employ good people. So Ron, how would you create a business that runs itself? Can you unpack those points for us?
0: Business is fundamentally pretty simple. You know, it's about making a model. I talk a about and people have dealt with me before. they'll know I talk about making models. Um, if you're putting a flat pack table together, there's some plans, there's some instructions and varying levels of how good those instructions are, right? But um, generally there's, there's a few pictures that say there's this stage, this stage, this stage, figure it out or going right through to here's what each piece is called, each piece is labelled. Here's step-by-step step what you do, and it comes out looking pretty good pretty easily. The flip side of that is having no plan and trying to figure it out, which is probably every single movie when someone's doing flat pack, putting something <laughs> together, the couples, you know, having a good fight about who's right, who's wrong. But uh, business is no different. Uh, you need to start with what your model look like. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: It does. What's next?
0: What's next? So you've got your model, and you say, "Okay, well, how do we do a model?" Probably need to tell you how to how to make the model. Yeah. So I talked before about well, where does your business start and where does your business finish. Your business starts with a client. How do you get a client? Uh, we talk to people. Okay. Are there any other ways you get clients? We write that down. This is how we get clients, and and you can break that down. This is writing systems and procedures, right? But you don't have to do it in full detail. But just like make a map. We get clients from here and here. This is what we do. Um, what happens when we get a client? We do this, we, we get their details, we get their address, we put them in our system, boom, 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 boom. How do we look after our clients? Well, we have these three different services or we, we sell them these products, whatever that is. We do this, 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 this. How do we do that? You know, you can put some dot points there. So it just depending on the level of detail you go into as to whether you're having some simple instructions for someone to follow or some that require a bit of expertise to decipher. So if it's just for you, just for your understanding, well, it can be pretty basic. If you're trying to give it to someone to learn, you need it to be more detailed. Mm. So it's just a matter of going through every single thing in your business and dot pointing, well, this is what happens. This is what happens. Now when you do that, a lot of people go, oh, Rowan, I I can't do that because it's just complicated.
1: Yeah, there's so much stuff that they feel like they have to unpack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, But that in itself is a reason why your business is hard to run. Mm -hmm most businesses, if you break it down, you, you're really serious. 80% of the value, 80% of the work, 80% of the profit, 80% of the things is from 20% of what you do. So when you go through that, a lot of the things you do, you can probably see once you write them down or you show it to someone, go, why do you do that? Like, do you need to do that? And you go, oh, I just did it once. I just do it because once I had this problem. Did you have a problem any other time? No, just this once. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is it likely happen again? No, well, you probably don't need to do that. Oh, And the flip side of that would be, Oh, I've got that in there because half the time when we do that, we'll have this problem or a client will ask us this. So we always tell them in advance. Well, that's a great thing to do in your business. But, you know, if you're offering 20 different services but people only really need three of them, you can probably simplify your business there and make it easy for yourself, yeah? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a little story. I was talking to a business owner last week um, and he had a business that did several different things. Uh, one of them was, was um, making tennis courts Tennis courts were the most complicated part of what that business did. It wasn't necessarily the most profitable. It was a high dollar value job, like they were big jobs to do, but they were complicated. It required several different contractors coming in. If you get one little bit wrong, then there was a lot of work to fix it, potentially a lot of materials that needed replacing, and really the main dollar value of the job was materials and the contractors. When I was asking him about his business and the different services he did, he's like, oh, well, I actually like this part better. It's simpler. It's easier. We make great money from it and no one else does it or no one else does it to our level because of this, 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 this. And we've got all the contacts. We've got all these things set up. And I won't go into detail what that was. It's not relevant. But <laughs> I was like, oh, why don't you just not do those tennis courts? Oh, You know, he thought about it and he said to me like 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, it's really just talking to you. He's like, that just makes a lot of sense. Like, I'll just stop doing that. And then I got way less stress and really it doesn't make too much impact and I could probably do more of these, this other stuff that I can't get to now and everything's just so much easier. Mm. So sometimes when you just write down, this is what my business does, you, you notice those things more. That was just a little conversation. He, he knew mm. straight away because he had that map in his head, but when you write it down, it gets a bit more real.
1: Yeah. So then you can understand every part of your business and then take the next steps, essentially.
0: Yeah. So uh, talking about next steps, if you've sort of got that understanding of your model of your business and maybe maybe you haven't got it write down, written down, maybe it's in your head because yeah, depending on the level you're at, you might have it in your head. That's fine. But it just means you can't share it or show it or if you're having a bad head day, you, you can't figure it out. But if you have a problem in your business... Oh, gee this is frustrating my, my employees always muck this one thing up you can go back to your model and look at like at what point can we can we fix this proactively so if a client's always having the same issue they're always calling you saying oh where are these people oh maybe go back to your model and say well how can we how can we let these people know where we are in advance can we do it automatically yeah we can okay cool let's just do that and then you never have that problem ever again
1: yeah So I guess it's automating every part of that model. Is that essentially what we need to do to make a business run itself?
0: Oh, if you could automate everything, that would be great. automate, (laughs) not as in
1: like use robots, but as in automate, have someone else do it on your behalf.
0: Yeah. It depends on the size of your business. If you're you're there by yourself and you're growing, you're not going to be able to afford 10 people to do everything, right? Mm. But it's been aware of you're wearing different hats, you're doing different jobs and they are different jobs. So as you grow, as you get busier, this is using a lot of my time now, I can pay someone to do these tasks, here they are, this is what they are and I can offload those. Uh, automating what you can, of course, and systematising things, very important. But just being aware of your model and aware of what's going on makes it much easier to make changes rather than just reacting all the time. Yeah. Now, using that example, the clients were running, oh, I've got this problem, I don't know where people are. If you're always reacting, you're always getting that phone call, you stop answering it. That's what most people do. Having the model, working on your business is about fixing why did that problem occur, fixing it in the future so you never have that problem again.
1: It's not, it's not a quick fix by the sounds of it.
0: It depends on the business. So if you've got a business where there's just you, it's a quick fix because you know you just got to add to your list – when you're on your way, send them a message or you're half an hour late, you send them a message an hour beforehand, so they're no, easy fix. If you've got 30 employees, it's still the same fix, but there's the culture, there's the people aspect that might take a little bit longer to get going. You've got to get people on board, and, and depending on your business, if you've got a great culture, it will literally, hey, guys, we're doing this, and they'll probably go, that sounds fantastic, let's do it. If you've got a terrible culture where no one wants to get on board, that's going to be hard work, right? Mm. You've got other problems you need to fix too, though.
1: Yeah, so if um, in terms of being able to step away from the business, take that holiday, you're going to have to tell or introduce that model to the rest of your employees, I assume?
0: Yeah, well, if it's brand new, yeah, but they'll need to get up to speed at what they're doing. I think it's better to look at it sort of like a machine. So in a factory, you have machines that are custom-made to build a car. There's a whole production line. There's the panels getting made, there's panels getting picked up and put on, and then people are doing various things at various points. So they're just doing that one job. You know, it's it's very efficient, it's been fine-tuned with all the different processes. You the cars end up, the engine goes in, the engine's been assembled on a different line, then it meets up with the car, and then the whole thing goes and gets painted, and the engine goes in, then it gets tested. Like there's all these different aspects. So that's one machine fundamentally. And people control that machine somewhat, but really it's just a machine. Yeah. So the, the, the concept is with your business, you're trying to build that machine with people, with automation, with bits and pieces. So then you have the confidence going, okay, well, if I just push this button and then pushing this button might mean I get this client, the client's going to my machine and I know exactly what's going to happen at all points most of the time. And it's going to be good. That's a business that you could go. Oh, I'll go on holiday for three weeks because you know it's going to work, right? Yeah. It's getting the business to that point. There's a lot of things involved on that stage, but fundamentally, it's it's being aware of what you do and, and looking at each process and who can do it, how's it done.
1: What are the impacts on the employees? Because you're talking about the um, the machine if you will. The machine. The machine. Uh, (laughs) Poor people, poor employees. uh, Everyone has their own specific task. I mean, if you map that out and the model looks really good and you decide that all of your processes work really well, all you need to do is take a break, there's not really much of an impact on your employees. But if you are in a position listening to this and going, my business is not at that point at all. If I leave, it's going to crumble. What change of developing that model and implementing it is that going to have on the employees?
0: Yeah, okay. So we'll come back to the employees, but I think if you're at the level where it's pretty scary to deal with, I talked to someone a couple of weeks ago. He'd been in business for two weeks and he's got five employees and then he's going to go work away on something completely different for two weeks.
1: That's a lot.
0: Um, Do you think he set that business up to work without him?
1: I would hope
0: so. Yeah, you'd hope so. But he's pretty confident. He's he's going away to work for two weeks. So, I stole a
1: list of...
0: people think it's not possible, but it is. And a lot of people say, oh, if I make it so I don't need to be there, well, my employees will just do it themselves or they'll slack off or they'll do this or the clients won't be looked after. But that's not true because for every small business, there's, there's a huge business with thousands of employees doing a heaps better job with people with less experience charging more with happier clients and the employees aren't going out on their own they're happy doing it there so what happens to the employees when you've got a systematized business and uh, well the systems don't necessarily correlate with staff happiness because you know how you treat people probably has a factor there and how what's the relationship with clients and what people like but there's a lot of factors but I can tell you if you've got a business that there are no systems and there's a lot of random problems, and there's like chaos and everything goes through the owner and the owner's busy and no one can get an answer from the owner, it's frustrating for the staff. Yeah. 100% of the time. The staff aren't happy and maybe they're trying hard, maybe they have to work harder to deal with it. They've got to put in those effort, extra efforts. It is harder for the staff then. If they can rock up to work and they know they do their part well, the next person's going to do their part well. Everything's going to go well. Are they going to be happy at work?
1: You would think so. Yeah, I
0: would be. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't have to rely on the owner to answer the phone just to be able to do their job, that's, that's a no-brainer. They're going to mm. be happier. So it's a better environment for the employees. So what does that mean? Happier employees, less training, less recruitment. More productivity. Better results, more productivity, yeah. Yep. Maybe less productivity, depends what you're going for. Mm. But happier clients, which means a better business, Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. So it sounds really exciting when you think that you can boost employee morale, make happier clients, get a bit of business. That's
0: what you're into, yep. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, like, have a good business that runs itself, you assume. Like, for me personally, if I had a business like that. It's going to – I see dollar signs and I'm, like, excited by it. <laughs> Love the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, what's well, what motivates you? You might you – know, it's the freedom. It's the ability to do yeah, what exactly. you want when you want.
1: The free time, the fact that business owners can take holidays and know that they can still pay the bills when they yeah. come back in January.
0: Oh, and also the fact they can go – like, they probably like doing what the business does. So, yeah. the fact they can go in and just do the job that they like doing yeah. rather than dealing with all the other stuff, it's not just about holidays.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so can any business do this? Can they, Can any business make a business that runs itself?
0: Yeah, look, I think any business can do anything. You know, can any person do this? Some people just are better at other things. An interesting example we talk, I talked about before really briefly, that guy who started a business and two weeks later he went away and he had five employees, right? I don't know if he's going to be successful or not, but something that was really promising he was talking to us because he was wanting some advice about one part of his business he didn't understand. So I think that's a much greater indicator of success of that person that he's willing to go, oh, I don't actually know about this. I'll just, I'm will just i gonna pay someone to learn it because that's what I need to know. That's the next step in my business. I need to sort this out, move forward, continue on. So can anyone do it? Definitely. Uh, Doesn't take a rocket science It's just just being aware of what you do know And what you don't know Which is a bit unrelated But if you know you do golf And you're good at golf Because how how much have you practiced
1: Way too much
0: Were you always really good at golf
1: (laughs) I like to think so But no probably not
0: So whoever knows whoever coached Z first
1: (laughs) It wasn't how good you coached me I was just naturally amazing She
0: couldn't hold a club
1: at 10 years she old it I thought I was a pro yeah. <laughs> oh dear cute
0: so it's just been aware of that okay it's okay to ask for help I've got people problems well what business who do I know that's really good with people that doesn't have those problems go ask them don't ask someone with a big business that makes lots of money because they might, they might have the same problems you've got they're just bigger um, if, you, if you look somewhere where everyone's always really happy maybe go ask them or, you know, that's what we're here for. That's what we help people with. So just being aware of that's, that's a problem that I don't know how to solve and being able to help, ask for help. And if you're able to do that, yes, anyone can sort these problems out.
1: Yeah. So any business can make a business run itself.
0: Definitely. If you, don't, if, you, if you have a business that requires you to operate it and there's nothing you can do about it, you don't have a business. You've got
1: a job. Yeah. What issues might someone come across when they're trying to do this? So what roadblocks might come up in the way if they decide today that they want to create a business that runs itself, what issues will come up?
0: There's lots of different issues, but the biggest one is just if something doesn't work, don't give up. And just going back to sport with golf, right? So you, you have one bad shot. Do you give up?
1: I try not to. <laughs> no. Pat- no, the answer's right?
0: no. <laughs> yeah, you don't give up. You might go, oh, gee, I need to practice that more. Mm. Or that was the 100 times that i don't hit that well if you play a musical instrument you rehearse you rehearse you rehearse you, you do that little part of the song you know the song goes the the tune goes for 3 minutes and there's one part that goes for 2 seconds you can't nail you just do that same 2 seconds again and again and again so what, what the biggest problem people have they go oh i tried to systematize this i tried to train people i tried to offload it but people muck it up and when you quiz them, people mucked it up three times, people mucked it up five times, people mucked it up 20 times. Okay, if they've mucked it up 20 times and it's the exact same problem every time, maybe change the way they're doing it, yeah? Yeah. Because I don't think you're doing exactly the same thing and being successful. You're probably doing something different. If they marked mucked it up three times and you've given up, that's that's ridiculous like i don't need to tell you anything there give
1: the poor person a break
0: but the point is if you try to systematize something or you've tried to do something you try to launch a service or anything in your business and it doesn't work we'll try a different way yeah it's not hard it doesn't work try a different way can't figure it out ask someone yeah that's why advisors are for do you know anything about this yes What's worked before? Try this, 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 this. I reckon this one's the first one to try. Maybe that first one doesn't work. Maybe the second one does. Maybe a combination of the two works. Who knows? But it's just trying to problem solve it till it works, and then bang, that's your system, that's your procedure, that's the training. And most of the time, you you back it to work.
1: And voila, you get your holiday, your money, your whatever you want yeah. out of it.
0: So uh, problems, problems, other problems people have, you know, aren't really common, but they're there, and they're not really related. So a a person leaves, well if your business is reliant on one person and it's not you, well it's still the same thing, it's pretty risky. So what's that role, what's the training, who comes in, how can someone come in? Can you hire a temp employee with some skills and they can follow this, this, this and do the job? If you have every role needs 100% training, 100% skill, 100% expertise, 100% perfection every day, you probably haven't got any margin for error. So think of like engines and cars that are designed to run at a certain thing for a certain amount of time. But that's not 100% capacity all the time. You don't just rev it out. When you're driving around town, it blows up. So if you expect everyone in your business to work at 120% all the time just for your business to break even, you probably need to wind it back a bit and look at your model. How can we make it so... Seventy percent if we're we're running a seventy percent Cassie, we've got a good business, we're getting great results. If someone's not there, we can pull someone in, we can use someone from a different department, you know, just have a bit of a buffer.
1: Yeah. There's there's a lot in that, but uh, essentially if you could put it into one sentence, how to make a business run itself, what would you say?
0: Now, businesses like Lego. <laughs> Much better to buy it in the box with the plans and the pieces in place.
1: That's so true. That's a good way to look at it. Um, so we're going to wrap it up there. Um, if you want to find out some more, ask some questions, visit our website at www.businessabundance.online. You can book an appointment to catch up with our team or visit the knowledge section for a bit more information if you want us to deep dive into anything further, just shoot us a message and we'd be more than happy to do that. Next episode we're going to be talking about burnout and how to avoid burnout as a business owner.
0: I'm just talking about engines and then we're talking about burnouts. Oh,
1: look at that. Look at the theme happening. <laughs> but essentially it's such an important topic um, like we said before, we're going through the Christmas period and there's going to be so many people that are so tired and worn out from the year, especially with COVID happening and all of the changes people have to make with their business. So finding out just a few simple tasks that they can do to avoid that might save their business, for example.
0: Or mm. well, if we can just make your life a little bit easier. Yeah, do exactly. a few things, you know, take one, leave one. It's a pretty big topic because we all work pretty hard and – Mm. feeling better makes a big difference so it's a pretty big topic we can all relate to it
1: yeah exactly so we'll leave it there um don't forget to subscribe and visit our website and we'll see you next episode see ya bye